Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Inspire Tomorrow podcast, where we want you to learn to lead with purpose today so that you can inspire tomorrow. I am Joe Lawrence, and I just want to thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to continue getting our episodes, go to iTunes and hit subscribe. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. Today, we have Martin Foster. He is a senior enlisted leader with the United States Air Force. He is responsible for developing the junior enlisted members beneath him. And he talks about his way that he does that, his his, uh, system for developing others, and his three pillars of leadership. Martin is the host of the Passing the Torch podcast, and we are very fortunate to have him here with us today. Martin, welcome to the Inspire Tomorrow podcast. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. All right, Martin, we uh we kind of came across one another online not too not too far back, and mm-hmm. I immediately could tell that you had that leadership bug in you, and I mean it's it's all over. And uh, just a few brief email conversations, we got into developing other people, and you sent me one of your your plans that you do with uh, somebody that you supervise. And I just wanted to see uh, what's kind of the genesis of your desire to help people develop so much. Uh, basically, I've just um, I've been let down a lot throughout my career. I've had a lot of good leaders, but I've also had a lot of bad leaders. And it just really frustrated me. I, it kind of uh, made me bitter. And I felt like I was being held back. So, But then I realized you, you can't control everything. So I, did, I just kind of did like a little bit of review and what and realize what I could and could not control. So that's that's when I just made it a point to to think about what type of influence I had and to make sure that that influence was positive and just do the best I can to help those within uh, within my sphere of uh, influence. You're talking about the good leaders and bad leaders. I mean, I think everybody knows what makes up a bad leader. What are some of those qualities that you're trying to take from your good leaders as you became a leader yourself? I think what it really all boils down to is just uh, just caring. Uh, there's a quote by John Maxwell where he says that people don't they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So at the end of the day, you know I, I've worked with a lot of expert or a lot of leaders who who've been individuals who were in leadership positions, but ne- they were not necessarily necessarily leaders. Um, they were experts at their job. They knew everything inside and out, but they absolutely failed as a leader, as a supervisor, whatever type of position they were in. And it's because they didn't care about their people. Uh, and one thing I've always felt very strongly about is just because someone's great at their job does not make them a great leader. They can be great at their job, but still suck and just fail everyone if, if they don't know how to take care and develop those uh, around them. That's actually the genesis behind Inspire Tomorrow and um, where we came across one another on the military website that I write for Deliberate Development was... yeah. Exactly that is that people show their their worth as technical experts. Like you said, they're great at their job. But what happens is that technical expertise gets you promoted to a position where you're in charge of people now. And now, you know, it's uh, that whole Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands type thing. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's where you get the bad leaders from and the good leaders. So, yeah, I, I think you're I think you're on to something. Now, your plan that you sent me was extremely detailed and it seemed very personalized to that individual. What is, yeah. I can imagine if I saw 20 different plans, I would see 20 completely different, 20 completely different, you know, outlines or blueprints for those people. What are some of the things that you focus on when you're trying to develop one of your subordinates? 
So actually, yeah, first, uh, so I've actually built 41 of those plans uh, to date. Uh, I started those, I think, back in January of 2014. And over the past, uh, I guess, four years now, this is, I can't believe it's really been four years. Uh, they're all tailored and personalized and specific to the individual that I'm uh, building the plan about. Uh, the things I'm looking for, so the the very first thing I do is whenever I take over as someone's supervisor, is I just do like some type of initial feedback. Uh, just to learn, sit down with the person for about an hour, learn about them, what their goals are, what they want to do, what it is they actually want. Because in order for me to best serve them as their leader, I need to know what it, what they want. I can have all these ideas and all these plans, but if it's not what they want, then it's it's not serving anybody. Then it's just going to be a failed uh, relationship. So again, um, I know I'm kind of repeating myself on a couple of things, but those are the things I really try to emphasize is uh, just just learn about the person. Once I, I take a lot of notes, uh, I'm a writer, so I'm always taking notes. And after the after the feedback session, I go back and and I work, I just build a personalized development plan for that person. And I do this on my off time. This is not during work. This is 100% on my off time. And it takes me takes me about two weeks to write each one. And just it's kind of like writing a paper. I don't, I don't want to rush through it or just go through the motions. So I just do a little bit each day to make sure it's quality and not rush through it and just really think deep into it. I just do a lot of research and I also just uh, take into consideration that um, the person's personality and challenging that person. I, I think I, I see a lot of people who, who are encouraged to stay in their comfort zone and they're not really um, stepping out of that um, that safe space. And there's, I've, I've come across a lot of people during my career who they feel pretty confident about themselves and they think they're great. And they think they have breadth when they don't when when they're really not. It's because they're a big fish in a very uh, very small pond. So those are just some of the things that I do when I build these plans. And after I do write these plans, I then sit back down with the person, and they don't know that I'm doing this. So it's always a complete surprise. And I love that reaction whenever the person when I unveil the personalized plan um, to the member, and I sit back, I sit down with them, and I just go over it. And the only thing I ask is when I build these plans for the for each person, they don't have to follow it. If it it's just merely a suggestion like, hey, here's a two to three year guideline, you know, in case you're ever without a supervisor or at a crossroads, you're, you're not really sure like what the next step in your career should be. This is just kind of like a uh, some suggestions. Yeah. And it's it's just been, it's gone over very well. And I, I don't, uh, like I said, the only thing I ask when I do build these for people is I just take 15 minutes to read through it and that's it. Every single person I built these for is really just taking that next step, and it's so rewarding and it's it's exciting. Because um, again, it goes back to that John Maxwell quote that I said that people see that they actually have a supervisor or someone in a leadership position that cares. Um, they want to do better for that uh, for that person. Oh, completely. They they you give them that feeling that you you know they know that you love them and you care about them, and they can actually trust you and they can open up. They can tell you, hey, this is what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. And I think once people yeah. see that they have somebody who does care, you know, they're able to be themselves for the good and the bad. And that's yeah. that's where the growth happens is when you can actually let down your guard and, you know, open up. How do you balance? Because, you know, we sit down and we do those feedback sessions and we talk about, you know, the wants, uh, you know, the personal goals for those people. Now, I mean, you know, as a leader, you know, you even talked about pushing them out of their comfort zone. Well, how do you balance their wants versus the needs that you know they would need to be a better leader? And, you know, we all got a job. You know, we're here for a purpose. We can't just, you know, uh, our whole <laughs> job can't be to develop ourselves. Our job also has to be to get the mission done. 
So how do you develop those people to balance the needs of the mission and the needs that they'll need for the future as well as their wants? Do you have any kind of voodoo for that? There's not really like a specific or secret magic formula. I just try to balance things that I think will help them overall. And in turn, it'll go back into the actual mission. I think one thing in general is just uh, you see a lot of times in the military, in my experience, is that people, it's always mission, 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 mission. Well, I think people put too much value and too much emphasis on on strictly just mission, and they don't really value just building people. And I, th- and I think that's why sometimes teams aren't successful as they should be, is because they're, they're, they're not, their values are not allocated, right? And nothing's ever going to be like a 50-50 split. Uh, there may be times where it's 90-10, but I think at the end of the day that just build people, it'll go, it'll make the mission better, right? So I personally have three pillars of leadership and these are three things. Uh, I, there's a lot of great things that make effective leaders. You know, one thing I've always tried to live by, it's, it's just not about how many, it's not about how many people you're leading. It's about how many leaders you're building. Like I know people who say, oh, I have a 60 person team or I lead a hundred person team. Well, it doesn't mean anything. Because if they're not exactly. building anyone, then who cares? It's just, it's a, it becomes a pissing, it becomes a pissing contest. So, and it's, and that pisses, and that actually pisses me off when I hear that stuff. But like I said, it's not just about how many leaders, how many people you're leading. It's about how many people you're building or how many leaders you're building. But there's a lot of effective qualities that make a good leader. But for me personally, th- three things that I try to stand up on, uh, my pillars are, are vision. Because as a leader, you have to have vision. If you don't know where you want to go and how you're going to get there, you can't expect anyone to follow you. Second is you have to be relatable. We're all human. We all have things about us. No one's perfect. And I think when you can, when you're able to relate experiences and just have that bond with someone, it builds a better, not just a work relationship, but also a personal relationship. And three is development, not, not just in yourself, but in those around you. Again, I've met a lot of people who, well, you know, I, I've done this or I've done, you know, that to make myself better or I accomplished this much. Well, that's great. But if you're not taking the time to teach that knowledge to others, then who cares? So I've always been big on uh, not just personal development on myself, but on on those around me. Um, the, the wants of the mission, uh, it's tough. You know, it's it's not easy, but that's why it's important for leaders just to really take care of their people. And if you take care of your people, they'll your people will take care of you. Exactly, the, that's been my end. experience as well. Especially like you said, you know, when I see that you actually care about them, you're willing to invest your time and efforts into them. And it's sometimes yeah. it's just being that person who lets them fail. You know, I mean, we've all had those bosses that if you mess up, you know, you're scorched earth until somebody else messes up. So just actually letting somebody fail and grow from it. No, I, I, I encourage failure. Yeah, sorry. I actually I encourage failure because there's a lot of people. I, uh, again, earlier I was talking about individuals not stepping out of their comfort zone. There's so many people or I've, um, or I've met just people throughout my career where, you know, it's all oh, this person. They're so smart. They know everything. But that's because they haven't stepped out of the comfort zone. They've been doing the same thing for, you know, for years. They're not challenging themselves. There's a quote that I kind of like a personal vision statement that I have for myself that, you know, I, I, like, I'm not afraid to fail. I, I think everyone, like I said, for my teams, I encourage people to fail, step, uh, put themselves out there. Just don't let failures define you, but use it as a tool to build and refine you. There's a lot of a lot of positive experiences that can be gained from uh, failing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, where where would you be if you haven't failed? You know, I mean, if you would never yeah. really have those lessons that you've learned, I wouldn't give up a single failure that I've ever had just because of that reason. 
you know, some hurt a lot more than others, but if I wouldn't have failed, I don't think I would be where I'm at. And I don't think I'd be going where I'm going. And I know I'm going to continue failing because if not, I'm not trying. It's like you said, you know, I'm not putting any effort into it. What is your process yeah. for helping, uh, you know, you talked about one of your three pillars is vision and vision is always one of those like nebulous mm-hmm. type terms that, you know, you find in the leadership realm where people are like, Oh, you got to have a vision. You got to have a vision. So do you have a vision that you set for your team or do you, and then you help the individuals tie into that vision or do you set the individual vision for them that aligns with, you know, your organization? I, uh, just kind of a combination of everything because I always have to align my vision with like my boss's vision. But it's just, uh, again, same thing how earlier I talked about, you know, just learning about the people that I, that I'm in charge of. I also like to learn about the people that I'm working for so I can understand like where, where it is that they want to go and what I can do to help them get there as well. So really just a, just a combination of kind of a mixture of everything. Now this vision, I, I just want to harp on that a little bit more. What is, I guess, what would yeah. be, do you take them through it and say, all right, here, here's the vision of our organization? Or do you say, hey, this is the vision. This is where we're yes. going as a team. Uh, both. Uh, and it's, I've always felt like something I forgot to mention earlier when I was talking about those development plans is just real quick, just on a side note for everyone listening, if I'm talking kind of quiet, I'm uh, <laughs> just, uh, my son was just born last week and I'm on, I'm on cloud nine. I'm very excited, but he's also sleeping right now because uh, where I'm recording from, it's very early in the morning, but <laughs> But uh, but yeah, very happy times on that, by the way, too. And you want to talk about vision? You're, I got a vision for you. You're never going to sleep again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little shameless plug for me. But um, for the for vision, I've always felt like one of my strengths was uh, I've always been a big picture thinker. Just always just thinking like outside the box and just thinking like what everything impacts and the overall big scope. And I know those are some, some kind of like vague and general and buzzwords that are often used, but I've always been able to kind of like just see the the end result and relay that to my team. And the way I do that is with transparency. I think that's another thing too, is you have to be transparent. I was on a a team last year in 2017 and there's only 25 people on my team. So we, within my organization, we were, we were the smallest, uh, the smallest team, right? A lot of the other teams had 60 people, 80 people, 90 people, hundred people, but my team, and this, this isn't like me just bragging about myself, but right. it's just, I'm trying to make a point. We won tw- 28 awards, 28, right? You know, at various levels, uh, very high levels, where the next closest team, won, uh, team I think, won seven. So we just, we, we crushed it. And the reason being is just because it's just the, uh, that expectation was set high for everybody. And if something w- wasn't done right, it would obviously just be, um, there would be some type of feedback or some type of counseling or whatever. And counseling's not always bad or there's always, there's also positive counseling as well. But yeah, it's just, you know, just, just being transparent, just telling each team member like, Hey, this is, this is what's out there. This isn't like, I'm not withholding information, just putting it, putting it all on the table and just getting empowering people. And when you empower people, so my flight, we had a flight vision statement and we built that as a team. So we took, uh, we, we had a, we had a meeting and everyone's throwing out words and we just, we developed one right then and there. And when you do that, people, there's more buy-in for that. Oh, exactly. You can't do it without your team. Yeah. That's what I've noticed a lot in my career as well. And I hope that I've been able to kind of bring that to the teams that I've been part of, um, is to be able to unify on one solid 
vision to where we're, you know, we're all going in the same direction. Obviously we all have multiple functions and we all have different jobs, but we all need to end up at the same spot. So I think that's exactly why you're so successful is I can assume many of the other leaders didn't do that. Or if they did, it was just, all right, here's what we're going to do. And like you said, uh, you touched on an important piece there, the follow-up where something happened. If happened good, let's get some feedback or counseling. If it happened bad, let's get some feedback and counseling. Let's learn from it and move on. And so I think that is a critical, I I think that's a critical key to your success, as I'm sure you know. Now, I will say I am extremely happy that we have, you know, uh, senior enlisted leaders like yourself in the military that are taking that time to invest in others and develop their teams. And just the fact that you have three pillars of leadership says a lot. It says, you know, shows who you are as a person and that level of care that you have, you know, everything you do is very deliberately thought out. Is that the genesis behind your, your movement here for passing the torch? It absolutely is. Like I just, uh, I really do give a damn and I, and I care. I just care about people. I care about making those around me better, even outside of um, serving in the military, just on my off duty time in the past. I've uh, I even volunteered as a big brother. So I just, I've, I've always just had a, a passion just for really just trying to make a positive difference in people's lives. And, you know, I, I think for those who know me and those who meet me, I, I, I can get very candid and very strong with language sometimes whenever I'm, whenever I'm, I get pretty amped up and pretty psyched. You know, I have a lot of passion, a lot of energy. And it, like I said, it's because I, I truly care. I give a damn. And it's because I've had, I've had a lot of people, like I said, in the intro, I've had a lot of people in leadership positions let me down in the past. And I made a vow to myself that whenever, whenever I became a, a senior leader, that I would do the, everything that I could to just make a positive difference in, in everyone's lives that I, that I could. There's the one thing I am afraid of is just letting people, the, the, those that I serve, those who, um, those that I'm in charge of, I don't want to let them down. So that's why I, I invest a lot in myself. I invest a lot in people, not just, uh, I invest mentally, physically, emotionally. Damn, man, I just really want to help people out. Right. Well, I don't think you could be a leader and not take that, you know, with you mentally and in every other area of your life. So now what is what is passing the torch? All right. So basically, it's just I think the the whole intent behind my podcast. So I just I started a brand new podcast called Passing the Torch. And I felt like I needed instead of just talking about stuff or like I, <laughs> I wanted to take more action. Right. And I've had a lot of success. So June 20th, 2012. That was a, uh, I believe it was a Monday. Maybe it was even a Tuesday. I don't remember exactly. But anyway, I, for the last time, I was, uh, I was really let down severely, big time, by a, uh, by a person who was in charge of me, right? And I decided uh, on that day that no more. So I, I made a vow to myself that, and I was, a, I was a very young, junior enlisted member at that time. But I just said, uh, again, I just made a promise to myself that whenever I was placed in a leadership position, I would do everything I can to to just set the right example. But uh, the, the whole intent behind my, my page, uh, Passing the Torch, is I think the word mentorship is often used in the wrong context. I think mentorship is more than just providing that cheerleading Monday morning rah, rah, rah speech, right? Uh, mentorship is about sharing lessons learned from past experiences to develop the next crop of leaders. Uh, the point, the bottom line, the point of my podcast is to focus on the knowledge and just make it, making those around us better, uh, vision, relate, develop. Just imagine how much better each work center would be if the more experienced people took the time to develop those around them and truly pass on their knowledge. Oh, yeah. 
you'd have a work center of leaders, whether or not they're just leading themselves or leading one other person. But when you have an organization of leaders, that is, yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. I'd rather have 50 leaders than one leader who is amazing and 49 followers. So you, yeah. <laughs> you, ha- you have to, you know, you, you do, you have to develop. And I think that is an amazing way to do it is your, your three pillars are, I can't find any holes in them. I've been looking to see if I had something that where I could can kind of contend you or challenge you on. And I, I really can't. I think those are great areas to work on. And I think every team needs that. So thank you. No, you're very welcome. Thank you for, for again, for, for doing that within that itself. What is your goal for, for passing the torch? What do you hope those leaders that you develop, what do you hope they take out of it? Hmm. What do I hope leaders take? You talking about just uh, people in general? Right. So what's the, what's the next step? So, you know, you develop, you know, your team of, you know, all the, all your listeners, you're spending that time to teach them your three pillars and to show them what true mentorship really is. What is your hope? You know, you're, you're a new father, you know, so you got to kind of look at your subordinates and, and that way where, you know, they're, they're not your children. You know, what do you hope for your child? What do you hope for your children that you're mentoring? Just really just uh, overall, just more in general, just to develop people. And I want people to uh, to pass it forward, to pay it forward. I think because uh, we see a lot, what we see oftentimes is people will serve in the military for 20 years or any type of job. And whenever they retire or leave that job, they take all that knowledge with them. They don't really pass on that, those lessons learned. And then we become it's just a vicious circle. Like, right. You just, it's just, you're just, you're running in a circle. Like you're not, no one's going to make any progress because we're repeating the same mistakes. That's why I just want people, whatever passion you have, whatever leadership skills that you have, whatever knowledge you have, pass it on to someone, truly mentor them and just be genuine about it. I think that's, that's, so that is, uh, that's definitely a, a goal and intent of mine. I, and I think you, you picked a great name for it, passing the torch. You know, you're shedding light on that bad leadership by creating good leaders. You know, when you have so much good in an organization, it's going to actually stamp out the bad eventually. So I, I applaud you for your quest. And I think that, you know, that's, it will overall good leadership will win out. It always does. It always has. And I think with the momentum you have is great. What is one thing? that you would want the listeners to take away from what we talked about here today? The one thing to take away from, uh, from listeners today, all the listeners out there, if you could take away one thing today, um, it's going to repeat something that I said earlier in the, the podcast. And it's, it's kind of my, uh, more is my personal, uh, my personal statement is don't let failures define you, but use it as a tool to build and refine you. Yeah. That's, that's something I like to preach often and uh, spread the, the good gospel about. There you go. Fail forward. Where can uh, our listeners learn more about you and what you're up to? All right, guys, if you if you want, if you like what I had to say and you want to hear more, please just check. The best thing to do is to check out my Facebook page. All you have to do is search for Passing the Torch with Martin Foster. By doing that, I post videos. I have a podcast. I recently interviewed former Air Force Chief of Staff General John Jumper. I have more guests and content on the way. But again, just please uh, check out and like like and share my facebook page passing the torch with martin foster there you go everyone go take a look at it and pass that torch forward 